We're a third of the way through the 2022 season, and Pitt still has everything to play for. Coastal Division and ACC title are right in front of them. Maybe even more. And it all starts this week against the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Yo, listen. And hail to Pitt. This is the week of October 1st, 2022, and this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. Rhode Island gave Pitt some valuable reps last week. Now the games that really, really count begin as Georgia Tech comes to town, having fired G off Collins this week. Did he ask to be fired, though, Vince, before having to face Narduzzi? I don't know. But we do know that Pitt should kick this team's ass no matter who is roaming their sidelines. The time has come. It is ACC season, and national acclaim is within reach starting this week. Vince, let's do it. Coastal time. This is really what it's all about here. Uh, Non-conference is over. Uh, A 3-1 and record, but you could throw that all out the window right now. It's all about winning each and every one of these ACC games, starting with Georgia Tech Saturday night. 8 p.m. under the lights, ACC Network. Yeah, I I don't care that Georgia Tech stinks on toast. I don't care that Pitt played Rhode Island or New Hampshire, whomever, last week. I don't care what you're telling me. I don't care that Narduzzi's kind of worried about covering in games instead of just winning, apparently. We'll get into it all. We got to focus. It's time. Here we go. Let me carny bark at you. At H2P Show on Twitter. If you want to reach us there, you can always hit us up on Twitter and give us your thoughts on the game and what you would have done and why you would be such a better offensive coordinator than Signetti or any other coordinator in town. I, I'd probably, I'd probably be willing to listen at this point for not, not Pitt's side, not Pitt. I'm happy with Signetti, but at H2P show on Twitter. And of course, hail to Pitt podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send a long form message, do it email uh, with that, that address. Can type it into any email uh, you use and send it off. Uh, it could be any client, Gmail or Outlook or uh, AOL, if you still use that. That all works with Hail2PitPodcast at gmail.com. All the feedback and interactions we get are much appreciated, as well as all the feedback and love we get from the Panthers of Panther Lair especially we love all of you very very much even the crazy ones because you're our crazy ones we are brought to you by pretty easy podcasts you can go to prettyeasypodcasts.com right now to get your own podcast started today and that means instantly you go there you type up hey yo help me with my podcast they'll respond they respond so fast they'll make your head spin and then you'll get your podcast up and running in no time got a big idea got a little idea Got an idea some for someone else? You go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you make your idea become a reality. All the help you'd ever need podcasting at an affordable rate. Sound great. Have fun. 
just like we do here on the Hail to Pit podcast. And all you have to do is go to prettyeasypodcast.com. And they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Pretty easy indeed. And you know what? Last week, I'm not even going to qu- qualify it as an easy victory or 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 not. I'm just going to say Pitt got in. They got out. The injuries, I don't know. Was there we do we have some scares? It feels uh, like so long ago. I Gavin Bartholomew uh yeah, that was one. the only one that I uh But I, that I was noticed. just did he just lose like a piece of his mullet and he just came out as a precautionary? Uh, uh, some people think- say that they saw his arm in a sling. Some people say that he, oh he was hurt from the previous game, so still a little unclear. Uh yeah, it, uh, you know, hurt it went out early in the game, did not return, didn't need to return. Uh, but but we are going to need him for this stretch in the ACC. Hopefully Absolutely. he's back uh, this Saturday. If not, uh, we will have to go with uh, Carter Johnson at tight end, who I thought played very well. So I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah, and that sling on that Bartholomew's arm, I, he's a fashionable guy, so it could have just been a fashion choice. We're not, we're not going to comment on the injuries unless Pat Narduzzi makes them uh, public, which he often will. Um, wait, no, he... He won't at all, so we're not going to guess. 45-24, Pitt beat up on the Rhode Island Rams, or did they? 24 giving up to a team from, what, the Colonial Athletic Association, Vince? You bummed about the the amount of points that Pitt Uh, allowed? Well, I I was uh, in in – some of the ways uh, these these points were scored, uh, they had the long touchdown run. Uh, Bangley Kamara out of position again. At linebacker, Alan, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, then also uh, there was a, a long touchdown drive at the very end of the game where where Pitt had a lot of, you know, third and fourth stringers in there. You know, easily could have been, you know, only, uh, only 17 points. You know, if you take away that long touchdown run, maybe only 10. Uh, so I'm not too, too concerned about it. Although, you know, giving up those long running plays, that is not a uh, – not something we want to see every game. Hell no. And that was the disturbing uh, part of the game was the first half, the big 60-something yard touchdown run for Rhode Island. Was that Bengley Kamara's fault? Uh, I, I certainly think so watching the tape. you got linebackers who don't know where to plug a hole. Um, I'm not going to blame Pitt's de- defensive line. They get penetration, and then you should have, you know, they're taking up blockers. You should have a linebacker somewhere to make a tackle and, you don't, and then you have a big old run like that. Narduzzi looked uh, especially pissed off as they showed him on the sideline uh, after that play. And then also a, qu- a, a fast, long drive as, as the uh, in that second quarter as well, Vince, that was kind of disturbing to see that ended with the one-yard touchdown run. So there there was obviously a lot of good in this game of pit wins, puts up 45. Banacanda looks like the cream of the crop in the ACC when it comes to running backs. Uh, the offensive line, uh, you know, for the most part, did their job. Uh, they, it made it, they made it really hard for this team to complete any passes consistently. But those little flashes of, of I, I don't know what you call it, of, of brain farts, I guess is what the, the football term would be. Yeah. A lot of brain farts in a game that you should, you're, you're striving much like a, damn it, I wasn't going to bring it up. A final tune-up match before the World Cup. You want to look your best, Vince, in this type of game. But uh, I don't know if Pitt did. 
Uh, uh, maybe not the best, but but again, I mean, using a ton of different guys, a bunch of guys that you know haven't really played much this season, may not play very much the rest of the year. In the uh, first half, they did though, and, and that's when some of yeah, the worst but, egregious errors were well, made. Well, I mean, you know, twenty-four guys played on offense, twenty-seven guys played on defense. Uh, I, yeah, a coach has been talking about in a uh, defensively limiting the number of explosive plays and and Jeez, oh man, you know, please talking, do it. Well, he's been talking about, you know, our goal is to have like under four explosive plays every game. And, and they have been achieving that, I, I will say, which is, I guess, a dramatic change from, you know, where this defense was, you know, maybe three or four years ago. Uh, so I can't fault them too much there. But but yeah, you would expect your starters uh, not to be given up a, a big play like that to, to Rhode Island, uh, especially in the running game. You know, it's not like it was, a, you know, a, a deep pass. You know, it wasn't like, you know, just a, a missed tackle. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, just guys out of position, which which we cannot have. Uh, and that's going to need to be cleaned up for, for this week. And, and I do think that they're, uh, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, certainly be very focused in practice. You, you do have to think about that, Alan. How motivated was Pitt, you know, for this game, especially starters knowing that they're not going to play a whole lot? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not taking too, too much out of, out of this performance. Uh, yeah, what say you? No, I'm, I'm not going to get too down on the errors, but I'm actually maybe it's a good thing because that's just going to make practice more hellish for them yeah. as they get ready yeah. for Georgia Tech and other ACC games. Um, you got to learn from your mistakes. You can't learn from mistakes without making mistakes, I guess. And they did that. Um, so I'm not as bummed about that as I was some other stuff in this game. Super pumped for Israel Abanacanda. Uh, was it a breakout game? I'm not going to call it that because it's Rhode Island. But four touchdowns in one game when you Al Bundy on any team, uh, it's no, it's noteworthy. Loved watching the pit running backs just go out there and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, what did you think about Abanacanda being in the game as much as he was, Alan? It, it almost seemed like uh, Narduzzi just wanted him to get his stats up, you know, to, to win some awards at the end of the season. I mean, that's really what it's hundred percent was. I, I, go I out there and be ACC Player of the Week. Get, yeah. Go get it. I mean, I know he's a young buck, and you know he can. You know, he can handle it. And they got two games coming up here before a bye week, uh, but. Uh, it definitely seems like hey, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, Heisman Trophy or anything, but, you know, maybe a, a, a best running back award, you know, in the entire country. It seems like something, uh, you know, he might be able to achieve, you know, if he if he certainly, uh, you know, keeps up his numbers at this pace. I, I, or do you think Narduzzi bet on him to win the Doak Walker? I feel like Narduzzi's <laughs> real. He, he, he's talking a lot like a guy who goes to Vegas a lot lately. We're going to cover this game, he said at halftime. I don't know if anybody <laughs> caught that. If I misheard it, I don't know. But I swear he said, we're going to take care of it at halftime and we're, we should cover. Yeah, he I, said we should. I don't know. Maybe he had the secondary. I, I don't. Maybe, Alan. I, I was at the game. I did not see this uh, post-interview. Uh, they don't put those in that in those all 22 yeah, you gotta uh, yeah, watch the standard. That, you gotta watch the standard broadcast back and yeah. watch the halftime running off the field interview with Nards, where he said we'll cover. Swear he said it. Uh, may, I don't know. He wanted Abanacan to go to go out there and have a big game. He did, and he wanted Slovis to go out there and just, I, I guess, get back in the rhythm. Both, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Last week we were saying don't play him too much. I said don't play him at all, and. Uh, he went out there, he threw 27 times, but he never really went downfield. And 
that was disturbing. But what I was happy was he targeted Bub Means a lot, which is yeah. what I said I wanted to see. Although Bub Means didn't really, I think, take full advantage of any big plays. Didn't have a whole lot of yak or anything in that in that game. Um, longest I think was a like a twelve or thirteen yard catch. So yeah, yeah. They they went out and I guess he executed the game plan that was called. I mean, there weren't really I mean, there was a lot of, you know, quick screen passes, uh, just not a lot of, you know, deep ball plays. And I'm not quite sure what this was about. Uh, it, it seems like every week we're getting a different uh, offensive game plan from this team. It's just it's I, I can't figure this out. Uh, you know, they're you know, one week they're going under center and, you know, just pounding it. Uh, you know, another week they may still be going on center, under center, but the, you know they're doing a lot of quick passes to the outside against Tennessee and the shotgun the whole time, slinging it downfield. I I don't know where this. Yeah, they've they've shown that they could be multiple. Is really all all we could see. Uh, <laughs> they're really calling it according to the personnel that they're facing in the matchups. It feel, I feel like that's, I guess, that's what yeah. they're they're trying. You know, they're be liquid, be water. You wanna you wanna be able to form uh, according to what you're facing. And I, that's a great thing, but you know, throw the throw the ball down the field against a team like Rhode Island. Man. I we, I hope you c- could. Um, yeah, we're not yeah, seeing I, a lot of that. A lot of frustration, I think, is building up for some of the angrier in the people in the fan base uh, when it comes to the receivers and what they're able to do downfield. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's receivers not getting open, but you would think this is this would have been the time to do that. Uh, the only other thing I could think of was you know they. You know, they had a lot of, you know, second team offensive linemen in this game. Did, did they feel that, you know, they didn't want to take any risks with Slovis's health uh, and just and just do a short passing game in, in this type of situation? I, I don't know uh, what it was, but, you know, certainly, I mean, uh, to your point, Alan, the receivers have been disappointing, uh, I think, so far this year, especially without Jared Wayne in the lineup this past week. Yeah, and that you know, without Wayne in there, you have an opportunity. Like I said, calling out Bub Means last week to go out there, get your head right, get your game right, get some confidence instilled in uh, between you and Slovis. Um, and then the thing about Slovis too, you know, he he has some things to clear up after this first stretch of games, and it's obviously staying healthy. But to do that, you can't just stand in the pocket and be Mister Tough Guy, be full of machismo, and stand in there and take these hits he's taken. Scramble a little, man. Scoot around. You know, throw the ball on the run a little bit. He took some hits against Rhode Island he shouldn't have. Very dangerous when you're playing quarterback and you're being relied upon that way. Nick Patty's already banged up, man. Come on. (laughs) I like like Yarnell, uh, the, the Dartmouth guy, whatever. But come on, Slovis, help us out here. I, I think he's playing very well. I th- you know, I mean that that sec- that first half against Tennessee, I think that is the Keaton Slovis that we're going to be seeing for the rest of the year, and I, I'm very excited about this. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm kind of throwing out. Maybe I'm being a fool about this, but I'm kind of throwing out the, this past week's you know re- result and game plan, and I'm looking more for uh, towards you know what he what he did like at his peak, and I, and I think we're going to be able to see that. Uh, more yeah. on the ACC schedule. Yeah, he's shown us he could pick a defense apart. He likes to stand in there and just pick them apart, find those open receivers, throw a ball over a linebacker's head. He's got the touch. He, you know, he's smart, but also I think trying to be a tough guy. I don't know what, but he's just standing there taking hits and needed him to against Tennessee. Obviously, like they, they could not 
pass protect in that game, and he got knocked out of the game. But Slovis, uh, you know, what he learned probably, I hope, is be a little smarter, move around a little bit, trust yourself and your athleticism, hopefully, a little bit more uh, than you have been. Offensive line, I think they're 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 a veteran group, but I think hopefully they're they're getting right, Vince, and maybe schematically being helped out a little bit more and going into ACC play pit. Are they at the place we want them to be at exactly? No, but are they at a place that can go run the table and win the coastal and maybe repeat as ACC champs? Hell, after what we saw Wake Forest almost do to Clemson, I'm feeling more confident than ever in a repeat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially Miami going down uh, to Middle Tennessee. That's I, I not mean, going I, down. That is, I think they caved because they knew a hurricane was coming to town and their minds were on something else. I don't know. The hurricane missed Miami. Thank goodness, because I'm here right now. But damn it. I don't know what's going on in Miami right now. That was a shocker last week. Yeah. Well, we said, you know, I mean, it's going to take a little while to, to change that culture there uh still a very dangerous team i'm not uh you know oh, no, still, not sleeping I'm, on the end of the year no no, it, no. yeah i think i think uh you know i mean what were people saying after pitt lost to western michigan last year you know yeah, probably exact, similar things to what they're saying against my i'm i'm you know a lot of people are down on some of these teams you know, specifically in the acc coastal i am not uh you know i still think north carolina is very dangerous um you know they're gonna have to play on the road at louisville uh, even though they're a crossover game, Syracuse c- could be a tough crossover game. Uh, you know, whoever comes out of that coastal or that Atlantic division is, is going to be tough in Charlotte if Pitt, Pitt's fortunate enough to get there. Uh, there's there's some battles here, and it's going to start with this Georgia Tech game. Yeah, ACC play. We're going into it, and you know, look at the ACC, the coastal. Obviously, we're going into uh, conference play, and you know, there's no undefeated team in this division. There's uh, the Atlantic's got all the undefeated teams in the conference. The ACC is maybe being talked down. I hear people saying the Pac-12 is better than ever now. I actually heard that on one of the big noon well, shows. Well, I mean, the um, ACC has five ranked teams, Alan. Uh, second exactly. most among all power five teams right behind the SEC where it just and, means more. And people want to you know, sleep on the ACC and especially the Coastal, but this is – where they this is where iron sharpens iron in this conference and then by the end you're going to see a lot of good teams come out of it and pit this week fortunately doesn't have to play one of those they're playing maybe the worst team yeah in the yeah. entire well, yeah one of maybe the wor- one of the worst power 5 teams certainly probably in the bottom 5 of all all power 5 teams one of the worst teams in the country in Georgia Tech uh a team that just fired their coach Jeff yes. Collins uh it, just all kinds of uh, just things not going right for this guy. Uh, and, and he's out of there. Uh, Brent Key uh, taking over as the head coach. Alan, this guy, uh, he was the run game and offensive line coach. Uh, so he's going to be, you know, pulling all kinds of duty uh, on on Saturday night. Uh, now, this guy, you know, he was he was the offensive line coach at Alabama. Uh, he held many positions at UCF, so I mean, it's it's not like he's not a, a capable coach, uh, but no head coaching experience, Alan. Uh, so I don't. I mean, this has to be pretty overwhelming, I would think, uh, going into this game where, where normally you're just focused on on, on your offensive lineman and, and the running game, and now you're, you're in charge of the whole damn thing. Yeah, J- Jeff Collins, Pat Narduzzi's uh, rival. He's gone. They had the blood feud. They did not like each other. Uh, Jeff Collins 
tried to make enemies in, in the and step up and puff his chest out in the ACC, but proved to just not be worthy of running a team in this conference, a team that should not be as bad as they are in Georgia Tech, a program that you know should be able to recruit. They're in Atlanta for goodness sakes, uh, yeah. which full of great players all all around you. Um, and now they're coming in to ACC play with yeah Brent Key, who I, I mean I'm assuming when you make the run game and offensive line coach the uh, the interim, you're gonna kind of just stick to what has been in, installed and just try to get through the year. This doesn't seem like a situation where a guy's playing to win a job. It's definitely a team that's going to be looking outside for their next head coach. So very defeated. As low as you could get pretty much in college football where firing a coach before conference play, pretty rare. Um, so this is uh, this is just really a lick your chops moment for Pitt taking on a team that, oh man, they're they're just really bad. They've only beaten Western Carolina, and that is so sad to, to, to call them a conference mate. It's kind of embarrassing that they're really uh, the, the, you're as good as your weakest link and Georgia Tech yeah. the weakest link in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, they, they did, you know, they only lost 27 to 10 to UCF last week, uh, a team that, yeah, they, they were 21-point underdogs too. Now, I wonder if they, they kind of knew – that Collins' job was on the line, and they played extra hard for him. That's the only thing I could I, <laughs> real seriously. Effort, real good effort. Yeah, that's only I could. Well, I mean, well, spread. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, UCF, uh, a team that is you know strictly running the ball here. Uh, so you know, um, uh, or UCF, a team that's strictly running. And uh, you know, they lost forty-two to nothing to Ole Miss. They could not score on Ole Miss, a team whose strategy is usually let the other team score so they could get the ball back. And that, and they got blasted by forty-one to ten to Clemson in the opening week. Uh, Clemson, whose offense you know is <laughs> struggling, scored forty-one on these guys. Uh, they've given up six hundred yards rushing combined Goodness. the past two games. Come and, on, uh, yeah, come so on, I, Izzy. So I would imagine we're going to be getting you know uh, as much as we want to see Keaton Slovis throw the ball around, uh, you know, a a steady dose uh, of Israel Banacanda against that four-two-five front uh, that they're going to be putting up there. I, I could definitely see. Uh, uh, that being the way that, that Pitt plans to attack uh, the yeah, Georgia absolutely. Tech defense. Ab- absolutely, which is interesting because you knew this going into until even last week that Ge- you're going to be getting Georgia Tech, a team that can't stop the run, and Narduzzi still just fed and fed Izzy. But feeding Izzy, that's the game plan, it seems, this year. We knew that Pitt was going to be uh, more run-heavy this year, and I, I wouldn't mind it if they ran – at least, you know, I'd say just throw throw the ball maybe 10 times and then just run out down their throats. You can't against this team. As long as if they're putting up to. the points, I, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, 602 I do. games. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no uh, there's no big dog on this on this Georgia no. Tech defensive line. Alan. They, 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 they don't have anyone like that. They have no head coach. They have no tribal chief. They have no personnel to stop Israel Banacanda or Hammond if he plays uh, or if, or even Davis, who can get lit on this team. We know. Yeah. Um, so so. You know, Pitt really should have a simple game plan offensively uh, going into this game. I, I, they don't probably want to. Again, we might be upset going after this game if 
you know, even if Pitt crushes him, because people are going to say, well, Slovis didn't throw the ball downfield. He's not going to need to, most likely. I, I hope. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we could just, just win just by running right at him. Now, you know, there's rumors of remnants of, of a hurricane that could be coming up uh, to Pittsburgh sometime this weekend. Uh, so, you know, there could be there could be a lot of rain in the forecast. Uh, Joe DiNardo is not here to tell us. So I, I'm I'm really not sure what the weather will be like. If it does rain a lot, maybe that's going to play into the running game's hands a little well, bit more. I, yeah, I mean, I'm three, I'm three and a half hours from where that uh, the uh, the thing hit touched the touched land. Right. That that hurricane. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's been raining off and on here. But I think, if you know, if I wasn't busy all day, I could have gone outside and played some football without sli- slipping around. As I well, said, say that a tree is like leaning over the fence out here. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see the the weather situation. But again, we'll play into Pitt's favor if they're just yeah, going to be running the ball. I would think so. I'm I'm very interested to see the formations that they run out of. You know, uh, a, a lot of this under center running is is uh, it, it kind of makes me a little nervous just because I don't think that that's what they really excel at. I, I really like the the shotgun style. Uh, a running attack. I think that's where they've been at their best this season, Alan. I, I think kind of running off those RPO type type uh, type plays. That's what I would like to see. Uh, but also, you know, they all have had some good success the past couple games, particularly in short yardage going under center. Our man under Daniel center. Carter, mm-hmm. Danny Carter, convinced or uh, converted. I don't know how many third or fourth Full and shorts back uh, trap. Yeah, all day they, long. Yeah, I they he yeah, and you now he did get stopped at the end of the game. I think that was like the fifth or sixth time, and Rhode Island knew that that <laughs> was coming. No, I think he's uh, just, he just he slipped over, he untied uh, cleat. He slipped. Oh, okay, it was like watching. Yeah, that was like watching uh, Rocky Blyer <laughs> and, <laughs> as the pit running the trap all day from the fullback. But um, I like running from under the se- under center because I th- feel like they're doing it because. It must be the way Abanacanda wants to run the ball. I think he maybe likes to run with more, more momentum, and maybe. he doesn't have to think. You're taking the thinking out of it when and the finding the spot to go for whenever he's running from behind Slovis, taking that handoff and hitting a hole and going versus uh, sidecarring it, scanning and going. I, maybe that's yeah, that's maybe part that's of a it. Good point. Yeah, and the sidecar might be more of a Hammond style way to run yeah. the ball. So it's, it's it's definitely a Vincent Davis style. I know that. Oh, he, I uh, he could do. He could get lit from any any spot on the field. It, it's, I, I love it's, Vincent Davis. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is they they've shown that they could be multiple. I don't I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting week to week here uh, if they continue to change things up. Uh, I I haven't we haven't seen this in in quite some time. Just so many drastic styles uh fr- from this this pit attack you here. think they might run the option this week no i i don't think that will happen <laughs> I, I i don't think that would be needed in, in this veer <laughs> pit running the veer against they're going to out option uh georgia tech who's coming into this game with uh you know um, personnel wise uh they've got athletes they've got uh, defensive backs i think who could uh, get you try to they're going to try to smash on Pitt's receivers mm-hmm. if Pitt's going to be looking to throw the ball and guys who could get physical um, and at quarterback uh, Jeff Sims uh, is co- coming into this game who's a rusher can run the ball so Pitt's uh, linebackers are going to have to yeah. have their yeah. heads on a swivel fill gaps against the run game but then also now worry about a quarterback who can run and I think they handled Hooker pretty well in yeah. that regard against Tennessee so I'm not worried about it 
the big concern is guys running out of the backfield on this pit defense. Yeah, yeah, this is uh this is well certainly against Sims, this is a game where you gotta keep contain. And and they've and they've proven that against this guy. You know, this is certainly not the first time they've seen him. Uh they they've they've beaten him every time they've played him. Uh so I think they you know they'll they gotta stay contained. But like you said, you know, they gotta they gotta be gap sound in this running game. Uh they can't let him or they can't let the running backs, you know, you know, get get free like that, Alan. Uh it, Sims, even though he, you know, not a great passer, I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about some of these receivers that they're going to be going up against some big old boys. Uh, Malachi Carter, six foot three, EJ Jenkins, six foot seven. Oh, uh, their no. leading receiver, Nate, Nate McCollum, he's only five foot 11. Uh, we have seen in the past pit struggle with some of those taller receivers. Uh, I would expect, you know, uh, Sims is going to take some shots towards the sideline or maybe some quick screens uh, to the sidelines to get these guys that could be difficult to tackle uh, out in space there. Uh, th- those are, you know, be some susceptible areas. But, you know, if, if Pitt could just, you know, keep contained, push the pocket, I think they could force Sims into some bad throws. Oh, definitely. And Pitt, Pitt's uh, defensive line, I think, is going to have a fun game here. Um, I think it's a when you're a defensive lineman, it's a it's a fun task when you're told to go out there and go after a team that's going to try to run on you but also a quarterback who's going to run around because he's not going to trust just standing there and throw it Uh, you're gonna have to get after him it's a task it's a chore but it's uh, one I think Pitt's defensive lines obviously up to the challenge they love that kind of game so should be beneficial for them and then really can't wait to see the offensive game plan for Georgia Tech with a new interim head coach what kind of shots they take down the field what kind of trick plays they come up with Teams in this situation are always going to try to get cute, catch you sleeping on the job. So look out for that. Trick plays definitely feel like this is a game where Pitt's going to see one of them. Um, but that six foot seven receiver, if it wasn't a Georgia Tech receiver, I'd be terrified, Vince. That is, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of talent, what kind of athleticism you have, but if you're that tall, you match up well against Pitt. Or any yeah. Narduzzi defense. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly an advantage getting those. Yeah, getting those one-on-one matchups. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, that pass rush is going to be critical. Make sure that that Sims can't uh, have time to throw to, to those big guys. He's got uh, a, a big game for for this defensive line chasing Sims around. I'd imagine that they're going to have to uh, do a lot of rotations there and that depth. You know, a lot of you know. You know, four of your top five defensive ends were out for last game. So I think we're going to, you know, we'll see uh, who returns. We'll see if Haba's back. Uh, we'll see if Deslin Alexandra's back. I think they're, they're going to need those guys. Certainly in ACC play, I think they could be very critical in, in this game if, they, if they're to hopes to, to stop Georgia Tech. Yeah. And another thing to keep out, uh, look out for in this game again, it's an interim coach, it's a team, you know, Already nothing to lose, and the season's just starting conference-wise. But they have a kicker that's made, I think, like one or two field goals. Yeah, look, two for six on the year. Mm. Can't kick the ball really well. So if it's fourth in anything and not in a in, in field goal range, maybe they go for it. This could be uh, an interesting game when it comes to the calls the new head coach makes. So keep an eye out for that as well dangerous to play a team like that but Pitt should uh, be be able to handle them easily uh, but you never know because football is a funny sport and you have 
you know, different motivations out on the field. So can't wait to see what Georgia Tech brings. It's the ACC. I'm hoping we'll see their best at least, Vince, because uh, I, I like it when you get a good challenge in, in the conference and even from from the lowliest team in the damn in the damn thing. They're a they're a team with nothing to lose, so uh, that's a dangerous team. Ex- exactly, nothing to lose makes them dangerous. And you know what, Pat Narduzzi not only you know he doesn't get to beat up on Jeff Collins this week, but I'm sure he still wants to cover, as he said last week. Um, all right, well we covered them uh, pretty well. I think the game is uh, set for Saturday evening. Uh, and uh, we'll make our picks for the score later on, Vince. But right now, I'd like to uh, get into what people are saying after that Rhode Island game, after uh, the non-conference schedule wrapped up and get their assessment on what the Pitt Panthers are now that we're kind of heading into midseason. Uh, and the best place to get all that kind of talk is on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. PGH Ski, 17 on Panther Lair. Mumpfield has been disappointing considering the hype he got before the season. Means isn't dependable. Bradley has been a disaster. Barden rarely plays like WTF is up with that position. Beyond Wayne, you can't rely on any of these dudes. None of them have shown improvement from last season. I think all of us were really excited about this group, but it's been hard to watch. I'm going to say that's a little harsh, Vince. Not It I'm, hasn't been hard to watch. There's been bumps in the road. There's been growing pains. I'm not going to say hard to watch. I don't know who these people were that were saying Mumpfield had all this hype before the season. A good he, transfer he, player. No one was saying he was going to be Jordan Addison. They said he's going to have to fill his shoes. Well, I'll say this. I, I agree with everything that was said there, except that last sentence. Uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, that, that it's been hard to watch, but I will say that a lot of these guys have been disappointing and, and you know, not making, you know, some catches when the ball's thrown to them uh, and maybe not getting open as much as they should or running Makes the wrong big route. Plays, these guys in the WVU game, well, in I, their first game out I, there, there was I'm some- not saying clutch uh, some drops uh, some fumbles I'm, but still uh, yeah they have not been they have not been as they have not lived up to the hype and maybe the hype was unfair i think it they, they have, definitely they was there's yeah. i'm not going to get mad at all the other players for not being jordan addison or jared wayne even uh they have to grow into what we said at the beginning of the year they're young they are young by you can make make that statement after a few games within the conference and then come back to me and i am okay. there may be on that path to being hard to watch because that's more what, of, that's what i said i mean, I mean same, i'd be bummed that's what i i think uh you know the, this quarterback situation has kind of derailed some of the the progress that we were going to be seeing so let, let's give them a few more games and then talk yeah exactly come on don't don't jump to the conclusions when the damn conference play hasn't even started pgh ski 17 but I like the standard you have set for the wide receivers uh, because, well, that's the standard at the University of Pittsburgh. If you're a wide receiver, you need to play well and make big plays, especially in conference, so here we go. Hope and change for Antunes. Aka laka laka, Antunes, on Panther Lair. I'm bummed. Was looking forward to Narduzzi slapping Collins like a bitch he is. 
Yeah, uh, I was too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wanted to see the, the, the stare down. You're, I, I can't, I can't disagree there. Uh, uh, it, it would have been nice to see Narduzzi be the one to fire him. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I mean, I just have a gut. There's no way to confirm or, or deny it. Uh, unless Collins goes out, I think he probably just said fire me before I have to play Narduzzi. <laughs> Did he say help me, help me? Narduzzi's about to kick my butt. I can't take it anymore. I, I, I'm gonna say that's my gut feeling. What happened? I'm not sure. I don't have any insight. It's just like a hunch. Hmm. But you know what? It's this card subject to change. The, the reason you watch Pitt Georgia Tech obviously was Nards Collins. What three, two, four, whatever it is. But it's not happening. But now you get to see Abanacanda maybe possibly score seven touchdowns in one game. He's primed and ready for it. The matchup is there. He could win the Heisman this week, maybe. Is that something they said on the Pitternet this week? I haven't seen that, but uh, a lot of people are expecting him to have a big game. Heismans can be won in one game, you know. They can be. Or at least you could be a front runner because of one game. Hopefully Izzy's not thinking that way and just thinking... I'll play well enough to win. That's all you got to do. It's a, it's a long season. And that's it from the Pitternet this week? Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't see anything else too crazy, but I wasn't on it a whole lot. I was doing hurricane prep and also mm. watch. I watched that Miami lost back twice. I don't understand how they go out there and lose, but like you, you said that you equated it to our loss last year to Western Michigan, but hopefully Miami doesn't go and run a table and hopefully Tyler Van Dyke isn't drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Because I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody wants to see that. No. Okay, let's go back into reality. And in the city of Pittsburgh, there's a lot of talk about coordinators and, and the game plans of these coordinators and the quarterbacks and their capabilities. It's it, it, And from the Whippeal games to the pro to the pit, Everywhere, Vince, it's all anybody's talking about. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. How come none of these quarterbacks in town can throw down the field? Well, you know, you know, a lot of people, they don't talk about, the, you know, them wins, you know, how mm. they circle throughout Heinz Field and that. Yeah, it's hard to throw, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess you got to have a big old arm like seven or eight. Oh, yeah. You know, Marino would have never been drafted had he played there. Hail to Pitt. That's what the Inzers are saying. (laughs) That's absolute nonsense to me. Uh, But those swirling winds are a factor. We'll see uh, what that's like uh, this Saturday night at Heinz Field under the lights, 8 8 p.m. on the ACC network. Alan, I'm a little disappointed this is a night game uh, because there's a whole lot of uh, big games this weekend uh, that I I wish I was going to be home to watch the entire time, but I won't be. Yeah, that's a bummer for you, but good for me. I'm going to have all the TVs for all college football, giving us a bunch of good matchups. All day long, going to be a fun Saturday, capped with, obviously, Pitt, Georgia Tech. Let's get into that in a minute. Let's talk about all these other fun matchups. SEC plays underway. It's been pretty solid. It's fun to see new teams emerge, like top 10, number 7, Kentucky at Ole Miss, number 14. This is a a big, big matchup that I did not see coming, uh, being this big, Vince, in all honesty. 
Yeah, uh, Kentucky. Number seven, Kentucky. Yeah, in football, number seven, Kentucky. Uh, a seven-point underdog now on the road against number 14, Ole Miss, in, in the Grove here. Uh, I... Uh, I just don't understand how Kentucky is. is I don't think they're that good. I, I, I think this is a, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there. But Ole Miss, I'm not quite sure if they could be trusted <laughs> just yet. They haven't really thrown the ball a whole lot. Uh, it, it, you don't you know, need to is, when you play uh, Georgia Tech. I guess so. Yeah, this is an 11 a.m. kickoff in Oxford, Allen. If weird things could happen in an early kickoff, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, uh, I just don't want to pick against Ole Miss, but but it does seem like a lot of points here. That's uh, that's really just more more doubt for Kentucky. I'm people are doubting them. I've doubted them all year long, and I'm going to again. <laughs> I, 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 until yeah, I, I just that I'm not a fan of Levis, who is not that most accurate quarterback, and I don't think uh, you know, he's gonna run this table and put you uh, Kentucky on the map in the SEC this would be a big win for him uh I'm going Ole Miss that's okay I'm going Ole Miss and I'm going Ole Miss mm, I think Ole Miss will win by three 20 okay. let's go 30 to 27 all right uh number 22 Wake Forest to get it getting seven points on the road at number 23 Florida State uh wow. Wake Forest a, a devastating overtime loss to Clemson at home uh, last week, Allen uh, was one of their, you know, uh, it would have been one, one of the biggest victories in Wake Forest history had they been able to pull that off. Uh, do they have enough? Is this going to be a letdown game for them? I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I, I do kind of like Wake Forest in this game. They really showed me a lot last week. Uh, it's as good as Florida State's been playing. I think Wake Forest can go on the road and get this done. That was interesting at the end of the game and seeing how much Wake Forest was just running the ball. I don't know if Hartman was like injured or uh, what, but they were they pounded the ball in, on the ground and then it, they ran right into overtime and then, I don't know, just got gassed and couldn't keep up and Clemson finished them off. Uh, but they were right there. They were right there. They put up a valiant effort. They have veterans. They have really uh, – I. I mean, good football players who will go out and play in big games and give it their all. So credit to them in that game. But my thought is going into Florida State, unless the weather's crazy in this game and they, they it evens it out, I feel like Florida State's going to run away with it. Do you um, really? They're, yeah, they're looking impressive to me. Okay. And Wake Forest, after an emotional game like that, you feel like it'll be a letdown. And I'm pretty sure, didn't Texas slip up or have a rough game after they almost beat Alabama? When you're that team uh, that almost beat the team you shouldn't beat, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Florida State at home against a team yeah. like that. And on the come up, Seminoles are looking dangerous. I don't like it, but uh, you knew it was inevitable that Florida yep. State would turn it around, and here they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the the game of the year in the Big Twelve here, number nine Oklahoma State Cowboys getting two and a half on the road in Waco at number sixteen Baylor. Uh, your guy Dave Aranda uh, heading up the squad there for the Baylor Bears. Uh, I think these are two very evenly matched teams, Alan. I, I think uh, I, I I I'm just going to go with the home team and and I, and just saying I give them. 
more than a two and a half point adv- advantage. Uh, this game does has come down actually a little bit uh, down to two in most places. I'm really only seeing two and a half at the win and at the Mirage right now. Uh, but I'd still I'd still lean with the Baylor Bears. I think this is going to be a very exciting game. Yeah, this is this is what uh, Big Twelve football is all about, and this is uh, what you're going to get until it's gone forever. So enjoy it. As Baylor ends the Big 12, we've been saying it, and this is one of the games where they're going to put their stamp on the conference. Uh, It's shaping up to be a Baylor win. Get it? Because I'm sure everyone says that about their quarterback. Uh, But they're not a very uh, impressive team to me. But they're uh, for a Big 12 team, they're an impressive team, and they're fun to watch these big games. And I'm going to look for Baylor to win. It's two and a half, you said. I'm going to take Baylor by seven. Mm-hmm. I like them by a touchdown at home, and I like that Blake Sims, that tight end they have, who they throw okay. to like every other play. So, or Ben Sims, sorry, Blake Shape and Ben Sims. Uh, there's there's my pick, Baylor to the tight end for the win by seven. All right, uh, number two, Alabama Crimson Tide laying seventeen on the road at number twenty, Arkansas, Allen. Uh, Arkansas, a devastating loss last week in that Oof. Southwest Classic. I mean, Suey, uh, yeah. But but uh, I'll tell you, Sam Pittman, though, as an underdog, I, I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I do think they can they can cover the number. Uh, and and you know, Arkansas's defense has shown enough to me, and they're they're tricky enough offensively that I think they'll be able to put up a fight against the Tide. Oh, yeah, this team's going to put up a fight against anybody in the country. They're not an easy out for anybody. Um, But I think Alabama still can cover. That doesn't mean it will be an easy game. Um, Arkansas is a team. They're like a a Deontay Wilder to me. They're going to throw huge blows. They can knock you out. But if you just get to that certain round, they're going to be so gassed, and then you're going to cover. So that's what I'm, I'm seeing happening here. Last week, disappointing. Would have loved to see Arkansas go into this undefeated. Could you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. That, what they what they would have been doing, the kegs they would have been rolling out for this game, for Pittman. Um, but I like Alabama to win and cover. They're, they're really taking shape. They're scoring almost 50 a game, and I think they're going to win this one going away. Uh, I'm going to say wow. 44 to 24 wow okay uh best team in the country the the one good thing about arkansas losing was that that it pretty much ensured the college game day was going to be coming to maybe the game of the year in the acc in in death valley number 10 nc state getting six and a half at at number five clemson uh a, a showcase game uh for for the acc conference here um, I'm, this is, this are these are two hard hitting defensive teams. Uh, I, I am six and a half does seem like a lot to me. Although, uh, I, I do think Clemson is going to win this game, uh, based on off of Will Shipley alone. <laughs> that cat is a, just a tremendous runner. Uh, and, and I think he's going to at least break one or two. Uh, against uh, this NC State team, and that'll be the difference. Yeah, oh man, I don't know. Um, NC State has their their pre their pre ACC schedule was kind of laughable. Their only like decent game was what Texas Tech. 
And they come into this game, though, with a similar type team to Wake Forest in not that they look the same at all, but and they have a quarterback who's been playing a while, who's capable of, of winning big games, uh, protects the football. Uh, they've got a, a nasty defense uh, that I really think is the, the key because Clemson, I don't know. I don't know if Shipley's going to run all over NC State. I don't know if they're going to – DJU is going to be able to throw all over them. I think it's going to be low scoring, a showcase of defensive immortals in this one, Vince. I don't think the offense in this is going to wow anybody and say, wow, they play great offense in the ACC. No, this is I mean, going to be tough. It's going to be ugly. It's going to take turnovers for NC State to win the game, and I think they can get them. Clemson did not impress me last week. They are at home, but I'm taking NC State outright underdog winner. This is their moment, biggest game for them in a long time. Well, yeah, this is, you know, put up or shut up for them if they're going to you know, really, you know, finally get to the ACC championship game. Uh, this the, the total in this game is 40, Alan, 40 for a college football game. That's extremely low. Hi to uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I I got like a 10 to 6 game here. This is going to be it, low low scoring. I could see it, if there's touchdowns scored for NC State, uh it's going to be won by a defensive play player, maybe like Tyler Baker Williams on a pick you're, six you're, or something. You're picking them to win, but saying if they score a touchdown, then it's going to go. Yeah. They have a, oh, they have a good kicker hasn't missed all year. I mean, they, they they can win without scoring it, a touchdown in it, this game. It, it would it does seem like it's a pretty big spread for a a game with such a low total. Um, I I'm not quite sure what to to think about it. I I I guess it, analytics may say that you'd want to take the points here, but with NC State, but Clemson isn't home. I, I think that does count for something. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see this one. Uh, but the game of the week, as far as we're concerned, uh, Georgia Tech getting 23 and a half on the road in Heinz Field against the Pitt Panthers. Island. Uh, th- this this line is all over the place. Uh, I did see 23 and a half earlier. I've now seen 23 at a lot of places like Caesars and the win. But I've also seen 22 at the Westgate right now. Uh, 21 and a half on DraftKings for some reason. So, so a wide variety of opinions here. Uh, uh, but it, Georgia Tech, it, just the unknown of not having a your head coach for this game. I mean, changing a lot of stuff up, you know, midweek uh, with a guy that doesn't have any head coaching experience. I'm I'm not quite sure, you know, what's what to expect from them. I just know that they're not very good. <laughs> and and they haven't been able uh you know, they haven't really been able to stop people and, and get off the field uh and i think you know pitt has shown if they really want to run the ball against somebody uh they can find some ways to do it and is urbana candy he's been making a lot of big plays uh you know with or without rodney hammond i do expect uh this pick brown game uh to 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 really make some big plays and you know yeah the the Georgia Tech offense uh, w- with Jeff Sims just not uh, just not the kind of team that's going to beat uh, this Pat Narduzzi defense. You know, even with some of the shortcomings they've had this season, this is just not uh, a, a recipe to to do that. They they just it, it's been proven the past several years they just don't have uh, the kind of personnel, and I think that's going to hold true Saturday night. And I'm going to go pit to to win this game pretty big. 
uh, I'm going to say uh, a, a 38 to 14 victory. All right. Pat Narduzzi will like that. I'd like that. And I think you're in the ballpark because we broke it down earlier of you know the matchups and how they can just run it down the throats of Georgia Tech and maybe run for 600 yards and seven touchdowns or <laughs> really do what they want on the ground. They should be able to. Uh, or they could throw the ball because they you should be able to throw on this team yeah. as well. But mm-hmm. really where Pitt is going to have a huge advantage and should just make this a fun game to watch if you're a Pitt fan because they can really go out there and showcase – their superiority superiority to a fellow ACC team is the, the D-line against this offensive line that doesn't even boast one player that's anything more than what I think a sophomore it looks like. They've got all mm-hmm. youngsters on their offensive line, big guys, you know, guys who are going to got recruited for a reason, but inexperience, the experience of the Pitt D-line versus the inexperience of the Georgia Tech offensive line. Look for Sims to be running for his life, and hopefully that's backwards, not forwards, because he is capable of breaking it. He's a, he's a good good running quarterback, uh, but man, Pitt just outmanning, outgunning this team every which way. Should win it easily. I agree, Vince. I'm going to say they break it open here. Uh, maybe crack a cold one after one afterwards too, since it's going to be sloppy and wet out there. Running for 600 yards, Pitt wins 42 to seven. This is going to oh, be wow. a okay. romp. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, yeah, get, get out there. Hopefully, we get a lot of guys back that have been been uh, sidelined with injuries, uh, particularly on that defensive line. Get them back out there uh, and, get, and get ramped up. Get this first ACC win and, and move on to the next one. On to the next one for the Pitt Panthers, which, of course, after this game, we'll be looking ahead to our show next week. We'll be breaking down Another disappointing ACC team in the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, We're not looking ahead at that opponent yet, but I'm just letting you know what's on the slate for this show next week. Will it be one of those shows where we're super happy after a pit performance? Or maybe we'll be very angry even after a loss. I don't see it being very angry after uh, a loss because Georgia Tech is that bad. And, man, I don't remember Pitt playing an ACC team that looked this bad on paper and on tape, honestly. So... (laughs) Maybe I'm putting my foot in my mouth there, Vince, but I'm willing to go out on a limb and say Pitt should destroy the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Rambling wreck no more. They should, you know, prove that you're worthy of that top 25 ranking and and, and put the whole country on notice that you're coming for the top. Well, again, I said that last week. There's not going to be any notice to national people for a while, Vince. You got to take it baby steps. This is a primetime game. It this is. is a prime time game, and if, the- if you have a if you have a running back that's scoring four touchdowns a game, that's going to get pe- people's attention. That's true. It's if, if national people are going to talk about Pitt after this one, it's going to be because Benikanda had four to six touchdowns. That's oh, that's all it'll take. Otherwise, it'll be another flying under the radar with one loss on the record going into the Virginia Tech game next week. So, you know, don't don't look ahead. Don't get too cocky. Don't be. You know, I mean, if you're Pat Narduzzi, obviously use that. You love to. They don't believe in us. They're not talking about us. He's going to get a lot of that this year. And, oh, yeah. and I, I, we'll see uh, how much it motivates the the team. But, man, here we go. ACC play underway. Most exciting part of the schedule uh, because it's the ones that really, really count. You could have lost all four of those previous games, Vincent. Well, we would have been very upset and hated our lives, but 
Still could have been playing for everything, and they are. They're playing for everything right now, yep. and yep, everything just as much up for grabs as it ever was. All on the line, eight p.m. under the under the lights, uh, Heinz Field first uh, ACC home game in a primetime spot that was not during a holiday. That's what this is since since Pitt's joined wow. the conference. This is Ever. big time stuff here. Uh, make sure you're down at the stadium. Make sure you're tuning in on ACC Network. Uh, this is really what it's all about. We've been waiting a long time for this ACC schedule to start. It's right here. Well, let's go after it. A creature stadium. Go get it under the lights and then get right back here next week so we could all talk about the game and look ahead to the next one. We're on the ride together. Thanks for joining us. Vince, you got anything left? All I got to say is hail to Pitt, everybody. All right, he told you. I'm going to tell you in a second, but before I do, let me just remind you, at H2P Show on Twitter if you want to hit us up there, or hail to Pit Podcast on, or at gmail.com if you want to get us on the email. Uh, been a fun one, Vince. Everybody, again, thanks for listening, subscribing, leaving those reviews on your favorite podcast apps. Tell the Pit Panther fan in your life about the Hail to Pit Podcast. ACC plays underway, and everybody loves conference play let's go win one and hail to pit